If you would, if you have your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 3, or if you got the uh, church app, you can open that up to the uh, Bible scriptures there, and it'll open up to that for you. Ephesians chapter 1, and verse 3 through 14 is what we're looking at this morning. Ephesians chapter 1. It was a little bit unfair for me to say this, but uh, when Kenneth asked about something you're thankful to God for, and the lesson this morning in Life and the Word was grace, and uh, I was just thinking about grace and how that uh, we talk about God's grace and mercy, and grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve. We don't deserve His blessings. We don't deserve a heavenly home, but God gives it to us anyway. That's God's grace. And then God's mercy is when God doesn't give us what we do deserve. When we're out of line and walking in sin and we deserve punishment or we deserve hell, God uh, doesn't, He shows us mercy many times in our life. And uh, so I was thankful for God's grace where He just pours out His blessings upon us. This morning, as we're looking at Ephesians chapter 1 and beginning in verse 3, I'm beginning a new series of messages called Identity Theft, Keeping Your Identity Certain and Secure. And we hear a lot about identity theft, especially relating to credit cards and where people try to steal people's identity and steal things that relate to where they can get into their finances and so forth. And so keeping our identity safe and secure is uh, something that credit card companies try to advertise that they're doing and try to promote different ways for people to keep their identity safe so that they don't experience identity theft. But many people today on a spiritual standpoint and just reality in life, many people today have been deceived by Satan into believing that they don't have a true identity, have been deceived that they need to search out for their identity And that leads them going down a journey of experimenting and doing different things to find out who am I and and who do I really belong to? Many people just don't feel like they're connected or belong to a group or a secure family. And so they feel like that they got to find their true identity. It's much like people who have been adopted go down. Now, I know in our church family, we've got a few folks who have been adopted. And uh, those in our church family that have been adopted, I have seen that they have come from such secure and safe, loving families that uh, they don't really have any problem with their identity. They know that those who they belong to and they know that they love them and that they are safe and secure in that family. But I have seen a lot of people that have been adopted that they go on this journey of trying to find their true identity. Who are my true parents and and do I have a real identity that maybe I'm not connected to? Who do I really belong to? And so people in the world today, whether it's from an adoption family or just trying to find their true identity, are out searching for that. And Satan, as I said, has deceived many people into believing you don't have a true identity. So this uh, series, we're going to be looking at identity theft, how that Satan tries to deceive people. But this morning, I want us to start out about finding our true identity. When a person accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they are then identified safe and secure as part of the family of God. They are identified in Christ. No matter whether they've had a weak family background or a strong family background, when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, there is no threat of identity theft. You are safe and secure in 
Christ. And so this morning, I want us to look at maybe in Ephesians chapter 1, a few questions that people that are searching for their identity, how they can find their true identity, and what questions they might ask that these scriptures answer for us. In Ephesians chapter 1 and beginning in verse 3, and I'm reading this out of the New King James Version, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, before I go on to verse 4, I want you to let that soak in a little bit that uh, the Lord says that His blessings are upon us and that blessings in heavenly places in Christ are poured out on all those who identify themselves in Christ. Matter of fact, when you find out that your true identity is in Christ, it will energize and bring uniqueness to your life like never before. Look at verse 4. It says, Just as He which means God in Christ chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should live or that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved." Verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ." both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In verse 11, it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that he who first trusted in Christ should be in the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for these scriptures and, Lord, what it means to us to be identified in you to know that you adopted us into your family when we accepted you and that we are safe and secure in our identity in Christ. And Lord, I pray, God, that each one of us will see the uniqueness about being adopted into Christ. And Lord, we will be energized about living our life out with a clear and certain identity of who we really are. Lord, I pray, God, that if there's anyone that is struggling with insecurity in their life or trying to find their true identity, Lord, if there's anyone that just feels like they don't really belong, Lord, that you will energize them this morning with this word. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you the praise and the honor and glory for all that you do. And it's in your holy name we pray and all God's people said, amen. You know, I said that a lot of people, when they're trying to find their true identity, they have questions on their mind. And those questions are go beyond really 
much deeper than who are my real parents, especially a person who's looking for, uh, trying to find where they've come from that have been adopted. But it's really deeper questions. One of the questions that's really deep in a person's heart when they're trying to find their identity is, am I accepted? And it was very unique this morning in the college and career class that we had someone who made a statement about that as we were talking about the different things that we'd like to have an abundance of and what our wishes were. And the word accepted came up. And that is true for anybody who's trying to find their true identity they're looking for or trying to answer the question, am I accepted? Which means, does anyone really accept me as I am? I may look different than other people. I may have some different personality traits. So is there anyone who really accepts me as who I am? A lot of times people look at other people and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I'm not like them. And is there really anybody who just truly accepts me? Well, as I look at these scriptures, I want you to look at verse uh, six here. And here it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. And the word beloved there, if you have a King James, it's in capital, which means we have been accepted by God into the family of God. So when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, if you're a Christian this morning, you can rejoice in the fact that no matter what you look like, no matter what your personality traits are, whether you kind of fit in with the crowd or don't fit in the crowd in some ways, the Lord has accepted you as you are. And one of the things that really popped out to me was that in verse 4 here, it tells us that he chose us in him. The word chose there is the word eklogima, which means that God not only chose us, but he preferred us. Meaning that when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you come into the family of God, he not only accepts you, as you are, for who you are, but he prefers you, which means you were a divine choice of God. He chose you to be part of his family and he accepts you just as you are. God has a preference. When you become the family of God, he has a preference for his children. And you know, those who uh, have adopted children in their family, those children have a home and have a family because you chose them. And I believe, I, I, if I'm thinking right, I remember Brad Johnson sharing one time about one of the things that's unique about he feels like his connection to his parents as being adopted is that he wasn't just naturally born, but his parents chose him. We want you. We prefer to have you in our family as to not have you in our family. That's the way God is for each one of you today. And that is that no matter who you are, what your background is, no matter whether you feel like you fit in or maybe you've got some, uh, some little things that are kind of unique to your life that seem kind of weird to other people, God still chose you. He prefers you to be a part of his family. And not only God prefers you, but he prepared for you to be a part of his family. In these scriptures, you'll see over and over as I read through it that God made preparations for each and every person who chooses to accept God's gift of salvation and chooses to accept his gift of having a family and a family in heaven. 
God has made preparations for you to be a part of his family. It's woven in all these scriptures that I just read to you that God not only preferred to have you, but he prepared for you to be part of the family of God. So this morning, if you're struggling with uniqueness in your life and feeling like you're a little bit different, or maybe you just don't feel like you fit in in some ways, let me tell you this morning that God accepts you as you are. The great thing is that God, when he accepts us as we are, he goes on to carry us into what we can be. He doesn't leave us just like we are, but he takes us to the heights of what our life can be. God doesn't come in and say, okay, wham, bam, I want to make you into a different person, but he wants to take us to the uniqueness of where our personality traits are and take us to the heights of what we can be. That's how much that God cares about us and wants us to be a part of our family. So if you're dealing with that, of that being unique or a little bit different or whether you're accepted, let me tell you this morning, when you accept Christ as your Savior, He accepts you into His family with loving arms. Matter of fact, that leads me to the second question that many people ask, and that is, not only am I accepted, but am I loved? I have learned that no matter how mild a person's personality may be or how tough a person's personality may be, I found that everybody really wants to be loved. People are searching for love. Matter of fact, I have seen a lot of people that they'll change their ways, they'll change their clothes, they'll change different things about their life because they're just wanting someone to love me. And when a person is struggling with identity of who they truly are, they'll ask the question, am I loved? Does anyone really love me? And if you notice in that verse four that I read in the scriptures this morning, it says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in judgmentalness. No, no. In demanding. No, in love. Everything that God has there is the fact that he accepts us and he chose us because he loves us. Every person the Bible tells us, if we were to look in Psalms 139, it tells us that every one of us has been uniquely created by God. And as God uniquely put us together, that means that no matter what your personality traits at the root are, God gave you those personality traits. Now, I've learned this over a period of time that personality traits have ways of going in a good direction or a bad direction, depending on how you use them. You take someone who has kind of got a leader-type personality, that person can be, have the good traits of helping people move in a direction and gathering people together and help giving some a purpose in something. But that same type of personality can have a negative standpoint in that they can become demanding and overbearing. It just depends on which way you move in the directions. But God has a way of taking those personality traits that he's given us and bringing out the very best in it. And, but he does it in love. And everything that God does as he takes us into his family, he does it in love. And as I looked at these scriptures, I saw the word pleasure there. God takes pleasure in loving you. Every one of us. All the unique personality traits that make up this congregation of a few hundred people, every one of us, God loves you for who you are. And he loves you and he takes pleasure in loving you. I've got six grandkids. 
And sometimes when I talk to people about my grandkids, I'll bring out the different personality traits. I've got one grandkid that is like uh, the congeniality grandchild. Never meets a stranger. We went to the uh, zoo uh, recently, and as soon as we got to the zoo, this one grandchild was going, oh, look, 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 look at this, look at this. And he's taking us to an animal and said, look at this animal. And then in his excitement, here come some strangers he's never met before, and they come by and say, hey, did you see this? I'm going, you scare the people off. <laughs> but that's his excitement, the congeniality and that. That's, and, you, and you look at that and you just take pleasure in that. You know, it's just exciting to see that personality. And then I've told some people about my one grandchild that I call the intensity grandchild. That's the grandchild that can go boom in anger, just like that. You can cross the line and man, they're mad. They've shot to the moon in anger. Boom. But then you can say, you want to go get ice cream? And they're like, back down here. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> can I have some extra goodies in my ice cream? That's the intensity, grandchild. To the moon in anger, back down to earth and loving you. And I look at all the grandchilds and there's, they're all mixtures. You know what? I take pleasure in loving every one of them. All those different personalities. Now, knowing that those different personalities have good and bad traits, the intensity and the congeniality and all the other different ones, I take pleasure in all of them, but as a grandparent, I want to kind of help bring out the good parts of those things and direct in that. God takes pleasure in every personality trait that you have in your life. And he takes pleasure in molding and making you into the best you can be with those personality traits. If you're a loving, hospitable, congeniality type person, God takes pleasure in bringing out those parts of your characteristics and using you for his glory and for your good. If you have that personality that can just woo, really intensify, he likes to take that to bring some dynamics to stuff, but under control. <laughs> God takes pleasure in loving you. And God has a plan because he does love you. He's got a plan for your life of taking your personality traits, using it for his glory, and using it for your good. That's how much God loves you. You know, I said a while ago, God's not all about you just wiping things out about your life and say, okay, everybody's got to be cookie cutter like this. That would be a boring Christianity, wouldn't it? I look across this congregation and I, got, I look across here and I see there's some people that you're kind of quiet, you're behind the, behind the scenes and you just love to make things help, make things come together. Then I see some of you are kind of like the limelight. You like to be the brightest crayon in the coloring book. You like to be out there and just kind of light up things. Well, God's given each one of you those type of personality traits and he takes pleasure in loving you and he has a plan to use every personality trait you've got for your good and for his glory. The question, am I love? Yes, God loves you so much that he stretched out his hands on a cross and he died for your sins. The scriptures I read to you, it says that he offers forgiveness for every sin that you've ever committed, every sin that you ever will commit. Now, that doesn't give us a free reign to sin. The apostle Paul said, should we sin more that God's grace would abound more? And he said, God forbid. God doesn't love us to give us free reign to sin. He loves us to bring out the best things in our life. 
Am I accepted? Yes, God accepts you as you are. He preferred you and he's got something prepared for your life. Does God love you? Yes, he does. He takes pleasure in loving you and he's got a plan because he does love you to bring out the best in you. But then there's this last question I think is at the root of many people who are trying to find their true identity and that is, am I included? Because every person, really, this is the root that every person who is searching for their identity, trying to find their true identity, whether it's a, a, and a person who's been adopted and trying to find out who their birth parents are, or whether it's a person that is just trying to feel like they're part of a group and feel connected with somebody. They're really at this point of really a question, and that is, am I included? Do, do I connect? Am I part of the group? Am I part of the family? Am I included in this? Does the future, future really include me in any group or family? Well, I can tell you from these scriptures that you are included. I want you to look at these scriptures I read to you. And if you look over to uh, verse 13, in the New King James, it says this, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now I want to read that same scripture in the New International Version because it has a particular word in it. In that verse 13, it says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Am I included? Yes. When you accept Christ, you are included fully in his family with full inheritance. And as I looked at these scriptures, it tells us basically you saw the word predestined a few times. God predestined you to be included in the family of God Matter of fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter, it says that God's not willing that any should perish, but that should all should come to repentance. God wants everybody to be in the family of God. God wants everybody to be in heaven with him. That's God's desire. Not everybody chooses to go with that plan, but God predestined each one of us to have the opportunity to be included in the family of God. All we have to do is reach out and accept it. Yes, you are included no matter who you are, where you came from, or what you've done. Not only did God predestine it, but God promised to keep you in the family of God. In those scriptures I just read, it said that he seals you when you accept Christ. He seals you with his Holy Spirit. When you accept Christ, his Holy Spirit comes into you. And the Bible says that no one can snatch you out of his hands. God has no plans of anybody falling out of his family. God takes us and he holds us secure. So this morning, if you're struggling with identity in your life, trying to find your true identity, or maybe you're a Christian, you know that you're saved, but you haven't really been energized with the fullness of understanding what it is to be identified in Christ, let me tell you that the Lord accepts you as you are and he loves you with a plan to bring out the very best and take you to the heights of your life. And he has included you in his family forever, never to be excluded. And I don't know about you, but that energizes my life. To know that identity, there's no identity like being identified with Christ as part of the family of God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. 
And Lord, I thank you for these scriptures that energizes me. I, I know that I'm Christian. I know I'm saved. I know I'm part of the family of God. I know I'm part of Temple Baptist Church. I know I'm the pastor of this church. I know for sure all those identities. But when I read these scriptures and I saw, am I accepted? Yes, God preferred me. Am I loved? Yes, he takes pleasure in loving me. Am I included? Yes, God promises that I always will be part of the family of God. Lord, that energizes my life. And it not only energizes me, it makes me feel better about who I am and who I belong to, but it also energizes me about what my future looks like and the hope and security. So Lord, my prayer is this morning, God, if there's somebody that's been struggling about their true identity, maybe they've been trying to fit in by going down the path of someone else. Maybe they've been trying to fit in with some group that says, you know, if you'll dress like us and act like us, we love you. Or maybe you kind of love me even though, you know, we're the same sex, but you'll love me anyway. Those things are not God's plan that he has for us. And Lord, we see that there's a much better plan that you have, that you include us, you accept us and that you love us and Lord you want to bring out the very best in us so Lord if there's a Christian that's been struggling and they need to be energized Lord I pray that they'll see the greatness and the energizing that we find our identity in you Lord if there's someone who has been struggling feeling like they didn't belong and there's no significance to their life and maybe they need to change something to fit in Lord, I pray, God, that they'll see that you've already got something planned and you take pleasure in loving them as they are. Lord, I praise you and exalt you this morning. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, nobody's looking around but me. This morning, if you've been kind of struggling in your identity or fitting in or feeling like you belong, I want to pray for you. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Yes, yes. I see those hands, yes. Maybe you're a Christian, but maybe you really haven't been energized in your Christianity. Man, if this doesn't energize your life, you do need some prayer. Maybe this morning you're a Christian, but you know you haven't really been fulfilling your identity in Christ like you should, and you want me to pray for you. Would you just slip up your hand? Yes, I see those hands. Yes, yes. To God be the glory. Lord, I rejoice the openness and honesty of some who raised their hand and said, Pastor, pray for me because I haven't been feeling like I belong. I haven't been feeling like I fit in. I'm, I'm struggling with who I am. Lord, I pray, God, that you would energize them this morning to know that they are unique in the creation that you made for them. You knit them together. And Lord, before they were ever born, the days of their life were written in your book. And Lord, you want to take their personality traits and you got a plan to take them to heights to bring out the very best in them for their good and for your glory. So God, I pray you'll energize them. And Lord, for those who are Christians who said, I know that I'm saved, I know that I'm Christian, but I haven't been really living with energy for Christ like I should. Lord, I pray that you pour out your spirit upon them and Lord, that you'd use them for your glory. Lord, may they know that they are accepted that you prefer them. Lord, that they are loved, that you take pleasure in loving them. And Lord, that they are included, you have promised and predestined them for all of eternity. Lord, I rejoice in that this morning. And God, I pray you'll energize some lives today. Lord, I pray for those who may be struggling, God, that you would just do a transformation in their lives. 
And Lord, for anyone here today that may not know you as their Savior, I pray they'll pray this prayer. Dear Lord, I feel your Spirit speaking to me. I need my identity in you. I want to be part of your family. I want to be part of the family of God. So I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I accept your invitation to the family of God. Thank you for saving me. In just a moment, we're going to sing a song. The altars will be open to anyone who needs to come and pray. The invitation for joining the church or being baptized or acknowledging Christ, whatever it may be. But let me just tell you right now that if you pray to receive Christ, I want to give you an invitation that as soon as the invitation song starts, you just step out of your pew and come take my hand and say, Pastor, I want to be part of the family of God. And I guarantee you all of heaven's going to rejoice and I am too. If you're struggling with your identity or feeling like you belong, would you just come and kneel at this altar and let God pour His grace and mercy and love on you and let you know that He loves you and this pastor loves you no matter who you are and what your background's been. This pastor loves you and wants what's best for you. Lord, have your precious will way. In your name we pray. Amen.